1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to
1: fall just for, for the final time for this England-New Zealand Men's Series, we're at Lords. Adam Collins, Phil Walker. It is the final word daily. England triumphant here comfortably to win the Series 3-1. Phil, the editor of Wisdom Cricket Monthly, editor in chief. Actually, editor-in-chief. Let's, get, let's get the title right. Tell us all about it in thirty seconds. Uh,
0: David Milan's world. We just live in it, right? The Milan show all day long. The Elan of Milan. Let's go with that. I don't know. That's better. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Um, he played a different game today. No other England player sniffed a fifty. They struggled, really, and he just dominated from start to finish. In New Zealand, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Three and a half, four injuries across the course of the day. Tim South, he might be crocked for the World Cup. That would be a crushing blow on what's been a chastening day, as indeed it was in South London as well
1: tough times. Yeah, that's good. That, that's, um, that's prompt. I like it. you have straight to the point. It's about Milan. Well, you it's know about, me, mate. Brevity. It's about injuries, it's about Milan. It's about the margin, 100 runs. We might as well do some numbers, Martin. We, uh, 311 for nine after 50 overs, England made Milan. 127 from 114 balls he combined for useful partnerships all the way down. 79 with Root, 56 with Butler, 48 uh, he put on uh, with somebody else. I can't remember who it was anymore, but the point <laughs> is, is that uh, by the time Milan was done, England were in the driving seat and by that point, New Zealand had lost Southey and, and Lister. But we, we probably should start there, I reckon, before we go to England yeah. and where they're placed and 3-1 series winners and all the rest of it. Losing Tim Southey, I'm not even entirely sure Tim Southey's in New Zealand's best 11 at the moment, but just what he provides with stability in that squad, if this fractured slash fractured, uh, fractured, uh, dislocated thumb is as bad as it might be, and he is out of the world cup and we're putting two and two together here um, it will mean different decisions for new zealand and and so it proves that this part of a world cup cycle right so teams have named their squads they still have another couple of weeks formally to submit them and so it goes with travis head who's been hit on the hand today um, playing for australia in south africa one or two players getting injured at this moment everything can change
0: yeah these are the nervy times right you have your plans in place and then life hits you right between the eyes desperate blow for tim south tom Latham said at the end there they're going to see how he goes over the next few days and then make a call on it. Uh, they do at least have one or two useful seamers in reserve and Kyle Jamieson who's not in the 15, coming back from injury, looked okay today I thought, looked useful in Indian conditions it might be a slightly different story. They, Because this is New Zealand, they need all the cards to land in on their lap and this is the challenge for them really, that if you do lose one or two, then you start to to find that there's a flimsy underbelly, right? Resource-wise, yeah. there's no reflection on them. They do great stuff, but they don't have the resources that the bigger countries have. We know that Kane Williamson looms large in their story, right? The, what we're hearing is that he'll he'll be available for the second game, if not even potentially the first. He was out there batting earlier today. He's been field, fielding practice as well. But look, they need they need to develop. I think a, a sense of identity as well with the bat right they felt a bit timid for me the last couple of times that i've seen them and in the second game as well we the great jeremy coney was on with us on on commentary earlier and and he was frustrated by what he felt was a a kind of passiveness in those middle overs it was alleviated at least by ravindra and and even within within a tough day and a tough few days you still get these little kernels right that emerge these these positive little little bites and his performance was outstanding. I thought he bowled with, with courage, right? He tossed it up. He got stoked, didn't he, at, at the Oval, but he took fourfer and was good for that fourfer and then batted really well. He's in the 15. He may just have inched his way into the 11. So even though it's been really chastening for them, there are still these little little windows of hope.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's nicely summed up. I mean, you know, New Zealand can be a great tournament team, but it's how you feel when you're halfway through a chase and you're five or six down. And four or five down for that matter, and you need to go at eights. You see England, you go, well, they'll probably get that because they've got muscle memory of chasing scores down of that magnitude with a a batting depth that that goes all the way down. New Zealand, not quite so much. But in saying all of that, they bring so many players back into their best 11 consideration. James Neesham, Jimmy Neesham missed this series with the birth of a child. E. Shodi will, I can't see a world where E. Shodi isn't ultimately going to be in New Zealand's best 11 where they're going to require a second specialist spinner. Mitch Sharpton missed today with a knee complaint. that has been a bit of a thing through the series, the T20s as well, but he'll be there too. These experienced guys who've played in World Cup finals, who know what it is to succeed on the global stage, that'll change the energy of the dressing room right away. Trent Bolt didn't play today, played two of the four. So it's not sort of panic stations. It's more that we know the depth isn't perhaps quite so much there. If they have a couple of injuries go down, if they don't get conditions break quite their way in terms of selections when they want them at the tournament, resting players and so on, it's players like 13 through 15 that might be a slightly, uh, uh, there'll be more of a concern about them uh, than would be with other teams.
0: Yeah, bang on. Look, half a dozen uh, first-teamers that didn't feature today would, all being well, fitness allowing, they would be featuring an arm and a bad in three weeks' time against the English. So, look, it's been a tough, few days no doubt about it and for all that they'll be putting a brave face on it does take its its pound of flesh off you right because these games are about confirming plans a bit of clarity and a bit of confidence and a bit of belief and all of those elements that go into making a confident cricket team have been Chipped away at over the last few days, but they are nothing if not resourceful, right? It wasn't a fluke that they made the, the final in the last two iterations of this this World Cup, so. Three weeks down the line, it will be a different story for them. And it's a long tournament, right? What we're talking about now, it's mad that we're even talking about the thing because it's, it's what, six or seven weeks from three weeks from now. So it's going to be many, many different undulations from here on in.
1: Yeah, and a number of those New Zealand players will go to Bangladesh. Not, not all of them, right. but a number of them will to get some experience on turning tracks. Some will take a breather. you know. So there will be um, various uh, connotations, permutations and all the rest of it. It's I think it's significant that New Zealand play the Netherlands, Bangladesh and Afghanistan in, in games 2-3 three and four a lot of attention on game one against england but much as it was in 19 they're playing the lower ranked teams early on they got a buffer they, they actually came into the 19 world cup looking like they would they would struggle on paper to match it then they got off to a bit of a flyer in games they needed to win and and from there i guess a bit of scoreboard pressure broke their way um, deeper into the tournament and lost a couple towards the end against australia and england and anyway long time ago now on the england side of the equation milan made a really uh poignant observation, I thought, in the post-match presentation. Um, his quote was to get in this England team, you need to be a freak or be consistent. It felt pointed. It felt like he was trying to remind people that he's Mr. Consistency, reaches 1,000 one-day international runs today and his 21st hit, I think he pointed out on Commsville that only Viv kevin peterson and jonathan trott um, had that um, ratio acknowledging that trott wasn't a one-day great but he had a great start to his one-day career well with milan he's probably overtaken no not not probably he has overtaken jason roy He's had two inconveniently timed back spasms in the last seven days milan who's been serene you said at the start he made it look easier than anyone else out there he's proof that you don't need to be as flashy in the 50-over game to stand out because you've got a time to not only catch up with your strike rates, but to play more conventional cricket shots and, you know, you don't need to hit the ball 20 rows back, you need to reach the ropes most of the time, and Milan does that with great regularity.
0: Yeah, but I would also add, and I don't disagree with any of that, but Milan's strike rate across those 21 innings is 97. Yeah, in fact, it might be slight, slightly yeah. higher now, the start of the day was the best part of 97. Jason Roy's is 105 and it's a crude comparison and they offer different things. But there's not great daylight, right, in the sure. cold hard numbers between the two of them. Different sample sizes, admittedly. But the notion that Milan is a sort of slow heartbeat cricketer around which you can play your shots, well, he, he, he gets a lick on as well, OK? So, so he's no slouch. Uh, what he doesn't have is a demonstrably big ego and he is therefore... Um, taken for granted a little bit. And I think in his early iterations as an England cricketer, a bit self-conscious perhaps, yep. not entirely convinced that he, need, he should be there, trying to convince himself of his own value and worth within the, the setup of a bunch of alphas who are all world stars and so on. And he's had to find, wend his way around the, the, the back roads really of, of all three formats. But look, he was T20I one Number one ranked player in the world a year or so ago. He's made test hundreds against Australia in Australia. And now he's, he's level with, with Viv and KP. And, and Trossi bless him as well. So this is a player of substance as well, right? Mm. And look, he knew full well what the, the murmurs were around him. And he addressed it himself in a, in a slightly prickly press conference after the first game. It might have been, in fact, yeah, it was. after it was after uh, Durham, yeah. It was after the Durham game. He acknowledged this. Uh, and you can understand why it puts his heckles up a little bit, right? So he, he would have known the the subplot here. And so to come out and strum a 96 uh, in South London and then a brilliant 127 here uh, shows that there's a bit of grit and a bit of gumption to the boy as well, right? And he's he now undoubtedly opens alongside almost certainly Bairstow in three weeks' time. Yeah,
1: I like the piece of this where um, in the T20s he, he made a, a like a... A fairly unconvincing half century, albeit an important one to to get England over the line comfortably. But, you know, it wasn't anything you'd write home about. A lot of inside edges and he's just working his way into it. But across the the week and a half, the seven limited overs games, four T20s and and four one days, had enough time to get to peak form, right? Mm. And that's what a series is all about. The beauty of a five test match series that we'll often reflect upon is you have a chance to kind of have... Uh, periods where you're in and out of it and Milan's picked a great time to be right at the peak of his power so he'll be there um Joss Butler after the game spoke about how this is not um defending a title for them it's about them winning another one that's true because this is may appear to be the same side on paper in large part from 2019 but they're nowhere near as well pieced together as they were four years ago when Joffrey Archer was brought in at the last minute for that tournament in 2019. It felt like the cherry on top. This time around, it's like, we, we kind of know what the 15 is going to be. We, we, we broadly speaking, if you squint squinting it, you, you know what the best 11 is, maybe the best 12, if you want to have a bit of flexibility there based on surfaces they'll be um, seeing in India. Um, but it, it isn't to me yet anyway, complete, completely clear how they're going to boss the competition the way they did at their one day peak four years ago. Four years ago,
0: they knew exactly how to play in their own conditions. And the only real question was whether they played the extra spinner in Moeen or whether they went with the extra seamer in Liam Plunkett. And that, that was it. Every game was one question. And every game, you, you had ten players that you knew exactly where they were going to play. There's not that surety in this team. But that's not necessarily a criticism either. They're going to play in eight different venues across nine games from Durham-Sala to... Kolkata over there and they're playing all over this vast place and they're going to encounter all kinds of different conditions all kinds of different conditions underfoot Mm. all kinds of different overhead conditions as well and so they've picked a team for all scenarios here and with that comes perhaps a confusion of approach okay and Milan in that interview that you just mentioned sort of perhaps unwittingly or perhaps wittingly, I don't know, perhaps he's cannier than maybe I think, crystallised the dilemma that they have, the sort of strategic dilemma. How do they go about this? Because in England, if you're 50 for naught of 12 in England and you're English, you're tearing your hair out, you know, you're in crisis. But if you're 50 for naught of 12 in India, then you're fine because that's the way that it's established how you tend to go about it in those kinds of conditions. In England... You you don't care so much about wickets in hand and the last ten and the last fifteen. You don't care so much about that, or certainly this English team traditionally, as in the last few years, don't. They don't play it like that. In India, you might need to be a bit cuter, and so this is where the likes of Milan come right squarely into into the conversation. And as I say. England's middle order is not quite as resilient and solid as it was four years ago. So they have to perhaps play the percentages with a more consistent player rather than, as he says, a freak player up top.
1: One of their freaks, although it feels wrong to call him that, but certainly Enigmatic would be the right um, tag to define uh, to Ali. Missed out with the bat, then takes four for 50. Uh, yeah, I think he bowled 10 overs in an innings. Previously, two and a half years ago, you know, uh, June 2021, I quickly scanned it before. Um, Four for 50, uh, his best figures against New Zealand, it works out to be. Um, He he was right on from the outset and... You know, we kind of drifted into a conversation on commentary about you know, Livingston, Moeen, Curran, maybe there's only room for two in three. You know, you know, who knows, right? Who knows where that all lands on 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 the day when they're picking the teams. But not a bad time for Moen and Ali just to remind people that as a genuine spin prospect that he threatens both edges, he has... A lovely variety with the pace that he bowls at he's knows how to get hit for a six and bowl his best ball next delivery there's no concerns there where we had with Ravindra who took four wickets today by the way but you know a couple of days ago gets hit for six next ball's a half tracker because he's um, relatively new to the international caper it's the very opposite for Moeen at 35 or 36 years of age he's seen it all before done it all before he's resilient and it looks like um, with ball he's good to go and I'm sure he'll fire at some stage with the bat um, for England too. He's that kind of player.
0: Well, it's tantalising, isn't it, for the English? Because they have Livingston at six and they have Moeen at seven. And they're both fantasy players. And ideally, you probably only want one. But they've got two. And the reason they've got two is because Stokes is, uh, you know, his knee's falling off, as we know. So they've had to make allowances for that. No captain ever wants to go into a 50-over game with only five bowlers. So you need options And especially if one of your options is the mercurial Mo, because some days it's going to be beautiful and other days it's not going to happen. So they need options. They need to to burgle a few overs here and there. Livingston is an intriguing spin bowler, right,
1: as a sort of momentum shifter. Where do you sit and on gonna my view? Go? He's going to go go the distance. Where do you sit on my view that I, he's just a really, he's turned himself into over the last 12 months. Maybe I'm uh, sort of uh, fitting this to my narrative, and, and if I, if you think I am, say so. I think he's become a much better, much more consistent leg spinner in the last 12 to 18 months. I feel like when I used to watch Livingston bowl leg breaks, I'd go, gee, it's, it's your off spin that's more threatening. I've, I've gone 180 on this. I feel like when he bowls off spin, it's to suit matchups and suit sides of the ground and so on, but it mitigates the fact that he's far more of a threat when trying to do the more challenging of the two crafts. He
0: bowls it quite sharp, and he bowls it wicket to wicket, and he's got quite, an, quite high action. Yeah. He's not like a, like a warny 45-degree. You know, he's more of a Cumblay style. So he doesn't get much lateral, but he is wicket to wicket, and he is relatively accurate. Yeah. Butler doesn't mind a leg side-wide, one and over, if it means that you're cramping the right-hander generally. Uh, he's turned himself into a very useful, pretty accurate, leg-break leg predominant bowler. Um, He's not going to bowl 10 overs too too often in the World Cup, but he's going to get through three or four at the very least, I would think, in this team. And while his batting remains a kind of mystery that I've yet to unpick, I have to say, nonetheless, he's necessary in this team. He also, by the way, brings a bit more energy. And and this is an old cricket team, comparatively England. Yeah, there's got a lot of 30-somethings and a lot of players who aren't in their absolute peak physical condition internally, you know, there are knee problems here and returns from injury there and they are not quite as nimble and they're not, they're not a peak cricket team. What They're like, a, they're a great team on, on the slide of age and there's no
1: escaping that fact but it might be enough it might be enough well that's the beauty of great teams with the, the memory of winning and knowing how to win under a lot of pressure and england did that at the mcg last year with you know again a team that's very similar to the one uh, that will be playing at um bud in about what is it two or three weeks from now all right time for the final word hall of fame for the final time this season on our daily shows before we start the, a new season of World Cup dailies in a couple of weeks. It's a final word, Hall of Fame, brought to you by our glorious patrons, many of whom joined us for a, a, a live taping of Storytime 150 uh, that we did this morning. Uh, that'll be going out into the feeds on uh, Saturday morning, UK time, I'm pretty sure if we've got our ducks in a row. Uh, um, our final word hall of fame. It reflects the most final word moment of the day. Um, I'll just jump in quickly and say I love the field um, that was, in theory at least, set to finish New Zealand off before Ravindra teed off and uh, let us dream of a wild finish for about five minutes there when he took some runs off. Cast He bowled um, speedily and well. By the way, I, mm. I, I like Brighton Cast. Watch his space in the future. Mm. A bloke who's six foot seven and bowls at 90 mile an hour. He'll go okay for England when the time I've, is right. It worked
0: out. Who he looks like he looks like a young. Stan Beeman in The, the Americans. What a, Can you see it?
1: What a call. Can you see
0: it? Like Stan of 10 years before The Americans began, right? Where he's just like a sort of hip young FBI,
1: right?
0: You know, oh. can, you,
1: can you see it? It's still my beating heart.
0: Across the nose, you know?
1: Anyway, it, it just occurred to me. Only the greatest television show ever made. The Residential Podcast, if you want to hear an episode, <laughs> <of> episode <laughs> from a long time ago now. Right, where are we? Um, yeah, um, the field that they set at the end. Um, Mo and Ali um, had um, men around the bat as though it was Stokes as his captain in a test match and he was on a hat-trick to finish there. All men gathered around Lister. You don't see a frame like that very often in one-day cricket. So that tickled me uh, at the very end of the evening. Anything for you along those lines? Well, firstly, that would have embarrassed an under-11s game, that, that field. You know, yeah. But, but
0: you know, England are cheeky. They're cheeky monkeys. What can you say? Um, what else stood out? I, I really liked... I don't quite understand what this bit is by the way we did this the other day it caught me slightly by surprise my favorite bit of the, of the game was Ravindra's sudden counter assault right you know he came out of nowhere and he took bryden cast apart consecutive sixes right i just thought it was a, just a, a gorgeous moment because as i said earlier he's made a, made a case for himself in about half an hour
1: it's good. It'll do. The Hall of Fame can be whatever you want it to be. You can interpret this how you see fit. Silly? It can be honestly. At some days, it's preposterous. Some days, it's rather earnest. Remember standing out here with Jeff during a test match and spending ten minutes talking about just up oil. Um, that wasn't uh, silly or zany. That was that was on, well, on the well, serious let's,
0: side. Well, let's go back to the Stan Beeman lookalike then. You know, there's your Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, the Graden
1: cast, Stan oh. Beeman, the great FBI agent uh, involved in a scene that finished that show—an eleven-minute scene that took them two years to write because they cared about the ending and
0: it's amongst the top three or four endings in the history of television that there is no doubt anyone to argue it is dead inside the lost whatever soul they might have had at birth.
1: It's a show that gets, it, it, it starts as a spy drama, becomes a, a family thriller, and ends as a spy drama again. It's, yeah, you haven't watched it, The Americans, great yeah, TV show. Uh, right, where are we? That has been the final word, Daily. We better say goodbye. A lot coming up in the feed. Uh, thanks to everybody who listened to the Ian Bell interview. Uh, the Call in the Shots director's cut with Daniel and me came out this morning as well. People have been saying nice things about that. That was quite, th- quite cathartic recording that uh, with Daniel the other day. So that's back in the feed. If you haven't heard Calling the Shots the first time around, back during, the first lockdown of the pandemic horrible times that they were uh already mentioned story time coming up on saturday so that's left of us to say thank you phil for co-hosting the last couple of days great to have you back on the final word with us
0: it's a pleasure it's it's, i'm working like with a with a a one-man umpah band of content. It's just spectacular. You're like a rolling circus of one, and we just join for the fun.
1: Patreon.com forward slash the final word to also join that circus as you can throughout the year. World Cup's coming up soon. England victorious, three games to one in the series by 100 runs tonight. Good night from the home of cricket. Sorry if I ran to empty, broke this So you know what I meant
0: here I had to go about it